How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Last night, many of you, more than 15 million of you, tuned in to watch the first Democratic primary debate among Democrats on CNN last night live from Las Vegas. Now, there were a lot of times where there were people before, and especially on the right, saying this. Hillary Clinton, so many people said, did such a great job at the end of the debate. And on Fox News Channel last night when I was on with Hannity, there was a conservative that said, well, yeah, she was great because there were a bunch of rocks up there. Or that this is, go- this is such a boring debate because there was no mudslinging. Or that nobody's going to tune into this. Over 15 million people tuned in, making it the largest watched Democratic debate ever in the history of televised Democratic debates in our nation. So I guess those on the right were wrong. Now, I was a Hillary person before I went in. And there are some things that I want to share with you and things that I want to ask you uh, and I hope so, I hope that I'll get your response on that. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 uh, is the number. Yesterday I shared with you six things to watch for, uh, CNN had. On the Democratic debate, CNN now has, the day after the fact, six takeaways from the debate in Vegas. Let me share those with you and let me share a bit of what I felt. First of all, Last night, even though she was my candidate, I knew that Hillary Clinton had to be, let's look at the boxes she had to check. One, presidential, check. Two, informed, check. Three, humble, check. Four, personable, check. And likable, check. Five, address issues and admit wrongdoing on certain things, check. Six, had to, you know, point out some flaws in some of her opponent's voting records or or beliefs, check whether it had to do with Denmark or whether it had to do with guns and not being strong enough against them. She also had to identify the enemy. Check, 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 check. Hillary Clinton, more than anyone on that stage, knew she was going to be the nominee. And I think we all knew last night that she will be, no question, without question, the nominee. Not only because ABC News had a poll that came out yesterday showing 79% of Democrats support her, and I think even more will after last night, but because this was a woman who not only constantly referred to herself saying, when I am president, when I will be president, when I'm elected president, unlike others on the stage who said, when, you know, one of us, when you vote for one of us, one of us will be, hope to be, hope you'll vote for me. Now, she was very, very strong in that conviction. But who did she pick on? Republicans. And every time she picked on Republicans, Democrats cheered and often got to their feet. She used her gender. And I said she needed to use her gender, not abuse or overuse her gender. Check. Answered some tough questions on flip-flopping and some other issues Check. But, and we knew, and we, sh- we saw somebody that was experienced, 
was informed and that experience and that being so informed and prepared paid off. It was, I think most of us would say, nearly flawless performance by her. And she was not the political wonker a lot of people thought she would be. It did not look scripted, and many parts of the night were not that were so fun, and we're going to listen to some of those uh, today. So a lot to get to. Uh, First of all, Hillary Clinton was the favorite going in. She was the favorite last night. And even if people liked Bernie better, they do feel she won, except for one poll I saw, and they do feel that she'll be the nominee. She hadn't set foot on a national debate stage in seven years. She did not seem out of practice. And as a matter of fact, a lot of people would say it seemed like last night she had prepared for since 2008. It showed for more than two hours as the Democratic frontrunner. She showed those skills that made her such a... Uh, a, a really tough opponent for Barack Obama on more than two dozen debates in the 2008 election. She was crisp. She was confident. She was fluent with her answers, and she could talk about any of the issues. Now, challenging whether she's a progressive or a moderate, she sought to link herself with Bernie Sanders. She, you know, He said he's a democratic socialist. She said she's a progressive. And by the way, 93% of the time, she and Bernie Sanders voted together. So she's not as moderate as you think. When she said, I'm a progressive... But I'm a progressive who likes to get things done. She was right, and that's what we wanted and needed to hear. More than anyone else on that stage who actually, it was, uh, it was Sanders that she used most willingly to show off her dexterity. Given the first opportunity to take a jab at him, she did not miss the opportunity. Um, not at all, she responded when asked if he was tough enough on guns. But by the way, no vitriol involved. Just very clear. No, not at all. I don't feel he's strong enough on guns. She also seemed to want to tackle major criticisms of her that dogged her candidacy seven years ago, that she can come across as as robotic and cold. She kicked off the debate by invoking her family. She talked about her last name. She talked about being the granddaughter of a factory worker and the grandmother of a wonderful one-year-old child. And she ended the debate with a reference to her late mother and used her gender and and related to women, uh, an area where she's been losing. Women uh, and educated, uh, college-educated white guys. She also used that gender in bringing it up. that she noticed she'd be the first woman president. That's how she differed from Obama. And during a high point for the audience, she lambasted who? Her opponent. Not the people on the stage, the Republicans. And I thought that was brilliant. Constantly, you, you poke the, the, the person you're going to fight. And right now, there is no one. She didn't, And she didn't mention Trump by name. She said Republicans. And she targeted them for uh, – she lambasted them for targeting Planned Parenthood. She offered a crisp defense of that organization. Let's hear some of the highlights from last night. One of the things I'm going to ask from you was your favorite moment of the debate this was many people's favorite. Bernie Sanders, when asked, <laughs> chimed in about Hillary Clinton's emails. Let me say something that may not be great politics, but I think the secretary is right. And that is that the American people are sick and tired of hearing about your damn emails. Thank you. Me too. Me too. <laughs> you know, the middle class Anderson... And let me say something about the media as well. I go around the country, talk to a whole lot of people. Middle class of this country is collapsing. We have 27 million people living in poverty. We have massive wealth and income inequality. Our trade policies have cost us millions of decent jobs. 
The American people want to know whether we're going to have a democracy or an oligarchy as a result of Citizens United. Enough of the emails. Let's talk about the real issues facing America. And when he said that and she said, me too, thank you, didn't you feel like they were just going to go, you know what, let's just go have a beer. I mean, you know, what? there was just that camaraderie. But she did talk about an issue that I do believe will resonate with women regardless of party and men, and that is paid leave. This is something that, you know, Republicans say they're pro-life, but they don't give a damn about that baby, that mother, or that father when – the baby's born. Let's hear the Democratic debate on paid leave. Court mandated paid family leave. Mm-hmm. Carly Fiorina, the first female CEO of a Fortune 50 company, argues if the government requires paid leave, it will force small businesses to, quote, hire fewer people and create fewer jobs. What do you say not only to Carly Fiorina, but also a small business owner out there who says, you know, I like this idea, but I just can't afford it? Well, I'm surprised she says that because California has had a paid leave program for a number of years. And all of the the federal level. Well, but all on a state level, a state as big as many countries. And it has not had the ill effects that the Republicans are always saying it will have. And I think this is this is typical Republican scare tactics. We can design a system and pay for it that does not put the burden on small businesses. I remember as a young mother, you know, having a baby wake up who was sick and I'm supposed to be in court because I was practicing law. I know what it's like. And I think we need to recognize the incredible challenges that so many parents face, particularly working moms. I see my good friend, Senator Gillibrand, in the front row. She's been a champion of this. We need to get a consensus through this campaign, which is why I'm talking about it everywhere I go, and we need to join the rest of the advanced world in having it. Secretary Clinton, even many people who agree with you might say, look, this is very hard to do, especially in today's day and age. There are so many people who say, really, another government program? Is that what you're proposing? And at the expense uh, of taxpayer money? Well, look, you know, when people say that, um, it's always the Republicans or their sympathizers who say you can't have paid leave, you can't provide health care. They don't mind having big government to interfere with a woman's right to choose and to try to take down Planned Parenthood. They're fine with big government when it comes to that. I'm sick of it. You know, we can do these things. We, we should not be paralyzed. We should not be paralyzed by the Republicans and their constant refrain, big government this, big government that, except for what they want to impose on the American people. I know we can afford it because we're going to make the wealthy pay for it. That is the way to get it done. Senator Sanders. Dana, here's the point. Every other major country on earth, everyone, including some small countries, say that when a mother has a baby, she should stay home with that baby. That is an international embarrassment that we do not provide family, paid family and medical leave. Second of all, the secretary is right. Republicans tell us we can't do anything except give tax breaks to billionaires and cut Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid. That's not what the American people want. Governor O'Malley? Anderson, in our state, we actually expanded family leave. And I have to agree with Secretary Clinton and Senator Sanders. Look, the genius of our nation 
is that we find ways in every generation to include more of our people more fully in the economic life of our country. And we need to do that for our families, especially to, so that women aren't penalized and having to drop out of the workforce. My wife Katie's here with our four kids. And man, that was a juggle when we had little kids and, and keeping jobs and moving forwards. We would be a stronger nation economically if we had paid family leave. Governor, thank you. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about that. But I have a lot of things to ask you. I want to get your take as this is your show. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. What was your favorite moment from the first Democratic debate last night? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. The general consensus seems to be that Hillary Clinton won it last night. Was Hillary Clinton the winner in your mind? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Most people don't know much about O'Malley, Webb, or Chafee. Did they make an impact with the time they were allowed during the debate on you? Did they make an impact on you, O'Malley, Webb, and Chafee? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And do you think it'll be enough of an impact to impact their poll numbers? 888-6-LESLIE. What topics weren't touched upon that you wish were brought up by the candidates or Anderson Cooper in the Democratic debate last night? What topics weren't touched upon that you wish Andrew, excuse me, Andrew, hello, Andrew. Andrew, you were there, no? Uh, Anderson Cooper had asked um, of the Democratic candidates. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, many of you peeked in or watched pieces of Republican, the two GOP debates that we have seen, okay? And some of you don't like to admit it. But how did last night's Democratic debate compare to those two GOP debates that many of us have watched or watched pieces of? How did the Democratic debate last night compare to the last two Republican debates that we've seen out there? Was it more professional? Was there less drama? Uh, no vitriol? Less pol- uh, more policy talk? What? How did they compare? Your take. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. And were Sanders' comments... We don't give a damn about your emails Uh, about the Clinton email scandal. Was that comment by Senator Sanders enough to finally put an end to, quote, this damn thing and put, quote, this damn thing to rest? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is uh, the number. A couple more. Uh, Bernie Sanders claimed that democratic socialism was not allowing 57% of all new income in America from going to the top 1%. Did you like that explanation? Understand it? Did you buy it? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And Hillary, did she show a level of composure and confidence that was lacking from her campaign up until last night? Did Hillary show a level of composure and confidence that you needed to see? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Back to you, your calls. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. More after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. We're back. 
I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's get to some of those calls. And uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. Let's start it out with uh, Dan in Ithaca, line five. Dan, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Dan. All right, Dan, call us back or we'll go back to you. Let's go to Joanne in New Mexico, line four. Good afternoon, Joanne. Hi, Leslie. Hey, how you doing? Oh, super. Yeah, last night was fantastic for me. Uh, what was really important to me for last night was not so much about Mr. Sanders and uh, Hillary Clinton, but was to hear from Chafee, O'Malley, and Webb, and because we don't get too much information from them or not too much is uh, put in the media about them. And uh, my husband and I, we watched the debate, and Mr. Webb is a soldier. He comes from a family of soldiers, and we love them. But uh, for us, we didn't feel like he would be able to compromise. And I think a leader uh, of this country needs to compromise. Uh, The other thing, Mr. Chafee uh, was pleasant. And I love his smile, but he seems like he's always about doing the right thing or not uh, or coloring. And we'll, and we'll talk about that. Hold on. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back to you, okay, because it's interesting right, you good. say that. Um, you know, he would be smiling, and then some people felt that he made excuses, you know, with a, vo- a way that he voted with his first vote when he uh, entered Washington. We'll be back with you. I'm Leslie Marshall, 8886 Leslie. If you could be more heart healthy just by drinking a glass of earthy vegetable juice daily, would you do it? Probably not. But what if I told you this performance enhancing veggie was transformed into a great tasting circulation superfood drink? It's called Super Beets, and I can help you try it risk free. Super Beets is loaded with vegetable dietary nitrates that boost nitric oxide levels in your body. And this equals an increase in energy and stamina without stimulants. Dietary nitrates are incredible for supporting healthy blood pressure as well. I drink Super Beets in the morning for energy. I put it in my protein shake. I also have it at the gym. It gives me extra long workouts. Or I just take it in the afternoon instead of coffee as a pick-me-up, and I don't get those jittery side effects. You know what? Super Beets has great taste on its own, but now it comes in black cherry flavor as well. So if you were leery about the taste, don't let that hold you back. Try it now. I feel so confident about this great product that I said to the Super Beats folks, what are you going to do for my listeners? And here is what they said. Over the next few weeks, all you have to do is log on to LeslieLovesBeats.com. Click the order button next to my picture. Or if you prefer, call 800-305-6011. When you place your order, You'll get a free Super Beats canister, that's an extra 30-day supply, a free Beat the Odds book, and free shipping and handling. How great's that? But you have to call within the next few weeks before it's all over. Now, you might say I have weeks. Do it now. If you like me, weeks pass and you go, oh, lost out. Now, I don't want you to miss out. So remember, go to LeslieLovesBeats.com today. Click the order button next to my picture before it all ends. That's LeslieLovesBeats.com or call 800-305-6011. That number again, 800 800- Three zero five six zero one one. We're talking about the debates from last night. Let's continue uh, with our calls. Joanne, unable to, in my mind, think outside the box when he came in. I, he had, you know, uh, a serious family 
um, tragedy happened for him, and I can understand that. However, we need a president who's willing to color outside the lines. I guess that's how my husband and I describe it. So uh, just love that where he's coming from, but he's not versatile. He's not diverse enough to lead this country uh, with the global um, mindset. You know, it, it, with what we're dealing with every day, it changes and somebody needs to be there who can think outside the box. And for us, Mr. Chafee doesn't have that ability yet or that skill set to do that. Uh, Mr. O'Malley, we were really watching him. I was because uh, he's dealt with some hard things. Uh, he's had to make some tough decisions in Baltimore, and our, a president of the United States has to always be on the edge thinking uh, outside, as I said, outside the box and and be able to make some tough decisions, even when they're not popular. And uh, so it was really nice to see him. But I'm telling you, when I saw they, they did a picture or a, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not too familiar with camera work, but they had Hillary and Sanders side by side, and I told my husband, that's the ticket. I was very proud of all of them. Like Mark Levine, I was listening to him earlier. I am. I'm very proud of all of them. They seemed to, it was a team effort. And the team takes a lot of ideas. And uh, I'm proud of Mr. Webb. I'm proud of Mr. Chafee. And I just wanted to share that. All right. Thanks. Uh, thank you. I appreciate, uh, appreciate uh, the call. And uh, I think a lot more people will tune in next time if you can beat. God, that 15 million. Joanne, thank you for that. Uh, continuing the calls, uh, let's go to back to Dan in Ithaca on line five. Dan, you with us now. I am here. Yes. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Uh, I thank agree. you. How are you? Th- good. Thank you for uh, joining us. Did you watch yeah. the debate? What did you think of it? Favorite moment? I, things you'd like to mention? And 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 you know, perhaps if you have an endorsement after watching. Um, I watched it in full from start to finish. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought, as far as presidential or um, for, you know, debates go, um, it was great. I thought they were covered a lot of good grounds and stuff. I'm calling. Um, I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter i'm calling because you mentioned it sounded like you thought there was a consensus that um hillary clinton seems to have won the debate everybody says the consensus they won but the focus groups and you know and you know a lot of uh polling online shows bernie won but then after asking who won the debate they still say she'll be the the nominee it kind of reminds me back in the day very different when John Kerry debated George Bush, W. Bush, yeah. and everybody yeah. was asked who won the debate, and they said Kerry, and they said, who are you going to vote for? And they said Bush, Bush. and he was yeah. president. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't understand how people are like, well, he won the debate, but she's you know, clearly going to be the nominee. I don't understand how they felt he won the debate. I love Senator Sanders, and perhaps for people that uh, – yeah. I, I do love him. However – um, I, th- like I think it was like very evident to some last night who were undecided, like Mark Levine maybe, that right. not only was he not, quote, presidential enough, but some of his responses are clear that he's not going to be able to win a, a a national election. Well, I think that's probably why, like you touched on how people think maybe he won the debate, but they'll still vote for Clinton because they look at her, like you said, they look at her and they see someone who's presidential. They look at her and see someone who's uh, may be capable of winning in a in a general election. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love the grassroots movement of Sanders. I love the idea of galvanizing the people and, you know, the fact that we have millions of people in this country, hundreds of millions of people in this country, and, you know, the, the fact that um, the power is ours is really his message, and I love that, you know, and it's not just about, um, 
you know, the the few up top who have a lot of money to throw around and who can basically buy legislation, you know. So it might be true. Maybe it's um I don't know, maybe it's it's not time yet for the the quote revolution he talks about, but I feel it's high turning when I when I look at people and listen to people, you know, I feel like like at least I hope maybe it's wishful thinking, but I really feel like something is in the water, something's changing. Okay. Um, and, and anything else you'd like to add? You know, maybe, uh, you know, I, I uh, your, 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 your favorite moment. My favorite moment? I don't know. He had a lot of great moments. I really liked the moment where he was, like, enough with the damn emails, you know. Um, and and what about thing, people that, what about people say, because you do are a Bernie supporter, that he was helping her by doing that? I mean, he was just being himself, which is why I love him. You know, I looked at the stage and I really saw him as the only truly genuine, authentic human being up there, not not saying, you know, pandering or saying what people want to hear, you know, which is what politicians are born and raised and trained to do. You know, I think he's Well, just, yeah, but he is a politician. I mean, he was a representative and then a senator and still is a senator. I mean, he no, is a of politician. Course. But I mean, but you can't argue there's there's something different about him where he No, there definitely he, is he something di- there is definitely I love Senator Sanders is something uh different. There was about Ralph Nader too. Do you know right. what I mean? Well, well, I well, I just mean he won't change his message based on the crowd that he's speaking to. So anything that he says, I believe that he, you know, he's speaking from his heart, and he oh, was okay. But so let me ask you something else because something right. they didn't touch upon that I was disappointed mm-hmm. was his position on Israel. And a lot, a lot of people, believe it or not, don't know he's Jewish. And I think that his religion um, make perhaps clouds his decision with regard to, to Israel, and he sound, he comes off sounding far less like a liberal progressive and more like a conservative Republican with regard to Israel and the Middle East. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really I don't know how to respond to that. I have. Well, I'm saying if they touched upon experience. that, do you think that may it may have because it was to his benefit it didn't happen because if it had, I yeah. think he may have he may have lost some of those uh, some of those people in the focus groups. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they would have three more of these left. I'm sure. As I recall, like in the general election primaries, they or the debates, excuse me, they um like different debates kind of contain more. You know, some have more um, foreign policy, some are more domestic, some are you know. So I imagine that in the three, anything that they want to talk about, because I know that his foreign policy shops are lacking, which is one of the big criticisms um, that he gets. You know, like he's got all this great these ideas for what do we do here, but when it comes to the big bad dangerous world out there like how's he gonna how's he gonna handle it you know when when the when the pressure's on him i think the i don't know the, the main reason i call this like i it, it's so disheartening to me to see how and whoever whoever you're voting for whoever your preference i don't think it matters what what i find disheartening is how the media so i mean i'm watching msnbc and cnn and you know you name it and online the, the bigger the bigger websites, how they spin it, like, you know, Hillary Clinton crushes it, Hillary Clinton wins debate. But everything that I read online, the smaller, like, blogs and sites and social media, um, clearly Sanders won. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised, you know, of course. Well, you know, you know, I think it's a, the, the, the difference is perhaps, and, and the re, I can't, you know, say why different media outlets are saying what, but that Hillary was so different last night and did what she needed to do. Um, and that Senator Sanders was exactly how he's been all along. Okay. So, so in other words, I mean, you said you supported him going in. 
Right. I I yeah. think I think Hillary picked up more supporters than than Bernie. Uh, so last people, night. yeah. So you're saying people who went in supporting Sanders were thrilled with his, mm-hmm. with his like Sanders because he hasn't changed anything. He right, changed right, the way right. he looks. He dresses. He talks. He doesn't change yeah. his message. In, in other words. I don't think there was – I mean, you tell me because you're a Sanders supporter, and even though, like I right. said, I, I love Senator Sanders and I support his message, but I want my candidate to win, and he's not going to win a general election. Um, and I would tell him that if he were sitting here right next to me. I love him, give him a big hug, and say, I'm not going to vote for you because I, I want my – got to go with the horse that's going to win. Um, yeah. That's where i got to put my money. Was there anything that he said that surprised you or that was new that you didn't already know? I would imagine the answer is going to be no. No, I mean, but that's partly because I follow him. I'm like – I'm pretty big into politics. You know, I, I follow him so closely, so there's not really anything – that that I was going to hear that would have, you know, been new. I think, I mean, I don't know. I would hope that he could beat someone like a Donald Trump in a general election. I feel like he has um, power to energize the youth in a way that, you know, even maybe Barack Obama didn't have, you know. So I'm, I'm, not, as, I'm not as hopeless when it comes to him winning the general. I mean, at the same time, I'm so, I don't know. It, it is what it is in many ways. And, I mean, the the system is... So just you know, it's it's so ingrained and is run so deep that it's really hard to get someone who's mm-hmm. not really part of the establishment into an office. So you know, I'm sure that Hillary Clinton, maybe people say she won because you know, to me there was nothing different. You know, she she did what she did. She did well, but I think the fact that there were no blunders that she's already the front runner. You know, maybe people look at that and say, okay, that's what she needed to do to win and it's not okay. necessarily that her performance was stellar but it's the fact that she maintained her um she didn't give anybody a reason to jump off her ship you know yeah well i i don't agree with you there i think her performance was stellar i, re- I really do i think it was the best before i think she i think she needed to do this she hit it out of the park in my opinion and my okay. opinion shared by many but uh, we're going to take a break i was going to say guys do we have anything we can play going to break i have all these audio cuts i've i, I tried to use some so i'd like to get some heard out there by our listeners no, because that one's too long. That's two minutes and 34 seconds. Uh, so going into break. Oh, okay. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after. Leslie Marshall. Real people. Real life. Real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Let's continue with the calls here, and let's go to William in New Mexico, line two. William, good afternoon. Uh, uh, thank you, ma'am. Uh, I just have to uh, remind, well, in New Mexico, the big difference between the Republican and the Democratic uh, debate was nobody uh, here saw it because nobody can afford to have cable TV. Ah. So Washington Schultz needs to get out of there. Somebody, uh, if Joe doesn't run, so they, he needs to replace uh, uh, Washington Schultz immediately. Uh, I'm, so, very, I'm very, I'm very I mean, confused. I mean, you want the vice, you want the vice not. president. Wait, wait. You want the vice president to replace a representative? If he doesn't run, that's that should be his next his prime his primary concern and his. his are you talking about taking her job, or are you? Ta- what well, she hasn't done? He really doesn't have. Uh, she's an elected official. She was elected by her constituents. 
Uh, she, I, and I don't understand why. You, how much? I think tape, he's I, saying the Democratic, the DNC chair. There's been controversy because there's been asked for more debates, and instead of putting them on cable, they've been asked to put them on, to you know the the basic news, so all Americans can watch them. And he's frustrated. Oh, I see. That thank DNC you, thank chair you, Schultz hasn't done that. I see. I see. Okay, so I think it's fair that they should because there's enough of them. I think it's fair that they should be uh, on mainstream networks as well. Yeah, why not? I, I that's a very very good point. Very well, good point. And, 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 Seventy-two. Uh, the the debate first debate was uh, Republican uh, Democrat. The first televised debate was going to be Monday night, and none of the broadcasts would carry because they had Monday night football. And they said, "By golly, we're not uh, going to give up Monday night football uh, with all that uh, uh, revenue to for free broadcast these debates. Forget it." And so. Uh, well, when you see when you see an audience of over when you see an audience of over fifteen million, uh, you know ABC, CBS, NBC, I'm sure wants them. <laughs> Pardon. I said when you see the size audience that tuned in on CNN, can you hear me? Okay. Uh, let's continue with the calls. You can give us a buzz back. William's phone uh, dropped there. He couldn't uh, hear us, I guess, uh, but we could hear him. So uh, let's continue. We go to Dennis in New Mexico, line four. Hey, Dennis, good afternoon. It's great talking to you. I've listened for quite a while. I've never called before. I, I did want to challenge this idea that Bernie can't win. I remember um, eight years ago, or really eight years from now, everybody said Obama couldn't win. Obviously, a black guy couldn't win. And, and truly, I even thought that might be true. Um, but obviously, it was wrong. And I think with Bernie, the more people hear his message, the more they're going to like it. So this idea... That yeah, but it's not about him. that. It's not about that. And let me, t- let me tell you why. I agree with you regarding Barack Obama. I didn't think America was um, not racist enough to uh, vote for a black man, especially with the middle name Hussein post 9-11. Uh, but with a, but um, Bernie Sanders, uh, first of all, a lot of people don't know he's Jewish. And I think that some people that would be a problem for, unfortunately, but I do. Um, I think his position, which would be made, made very known, especially if he is a Democratic nominee, doesn't differ much from Republicans. And uh, that that would hurt him uh, with regard to Israel and the Middle East um, with people that are very pro-peace, pro-two-state solution, uh, you know, regarding the Middle East and, you know, that area of foreign policy. But there, when you're looking at, People, most Democrats who who come out to vote are going to vote for a Democrat. Most Republicans who are going to come out to vote are going to vote for a Republican. When you look at the independents and you look at people who refer to themselves as independents or centrists, they they typically tend to be socially liberal, which is great, so is he. But he's not socially liberal enough on guns and gun control. One. Two, they tend to be more fiscally, though, conservative. And that's a way... Uh, far away from where he is. For Republicans that may be unhappy with who is on that platform, if it's a Trump, if it's a Carson, if it's a Bush, uh, a Republican is not going to vote for somebody who calls themselves a socialist, whether you put the word Democratic in front of it or not. He's too liberal, which is why Hillary Clinton, which is why former President Bill Clinton, which is why so many Democrats have moved left and then go back to the right often, to cast a wider net. So I disagree with you, and it's not about likability. It's it, it's about definitions and pragmatism because he's just too liberal, not for the Democratic Party, but for those that really are going to change the outcome of the election. And he's doing terribly with 
uh, w- with the Hispanic population and African Americans, and those are and Hispanics especially are going to make up uh, a good what ten percent or more of our voting uh, segment. Okay, yeah, a few different things. Um, first off, I don't see that Bernie cannot reach a lot of the base. Right now, the pundits are all shocked. They're shocked because of all these people supporting Donald Trump, for example. Why are they supporting Donald Trump? Because they're opposed to politics as usual. I so don't agree. I, think, I don't agree. Okay, they may so su- no, I don't I agree. They may support Fiorina. They may support Ben Carson because of that. They, I think the majority of people support Donald Trump is because he's a celebrity. He's got that cult of personality. And, and they like that about him. It was the same thing with Arnold Schwarzenegger here in California years ago when he ran for M1 as governor. Okay, so even if you take the other two, Fiorina and, and uh, the other guy there. <laughs> but anyway, the point is that I think this meme that's going around um, is the same exact meme that was around Barack Obama. Yes, Bernie's not going to get the racist vote in um, Alabama, but neither is Hillary. That's the thing. It's kind of like an apples and oranges. Well, can Bernie appeal to those right-wingers? No, of course not. But the idea that Hillary somehow... given I'm not talking about right-wingers. I'm talking about... I told you, the right-wingers are going to vote Republican. The left-wingers are going to vote Democrat. It is the centrist, the independents, the uh, nonpartisan, undecided chunk uh, that that is key. And, and he's not going to be able to get that because he's too liberal with his current policies. And he will not, unlike many candidates who would, uh, move to the center for that general election. We are out of time. I'm not trying to cut you off because I and, you know, make sure I have the last word. But I do today. Uh, have a wonderful afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow. You ever hear something and know the world will never be the same? Houston, we have liftoff. We'll wait until you hear this one. Half price coffee. That's right. Get into McDonald's weekdays before 10.30 a.m. for any size premium roast coffee or iced coffee. Both made with 100% Arabica beans, both half the price. Good is brewing. And that's the sound of your morning changing. Limited time only. May not be combined with any offer or combo meal at participating McDonald's. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that under-deliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.